No Chance Radio, episode 108. Welcome back to the show. Guys, what's up, guys? Are you hi. there? <laughs> Hello, hi. Hello, can you guys hear me? <laughs> Hello, Hello? everybody there? Knock, knock. If you guys didn't already know this, we record satellite maybe about 90% of the time. <laughs> it may sound like we're all in the same room looking at each other. Um, but we are not. <laughs> and it's usually of- anywhere between 9 p.m. to 12 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And actually, to your point, today's episode and actually last episode's episode as well is sponsored by the good people at Goyaki. Thank you guys for powering Yay. these late night fucking episodes. It's really the only thing that keeps us awake and alert. <laughs> so shout out to you guys. We appreciate all the support. Um, man, can we talk real quick about last week's episode actually two weeks ago's episode we decided to take a little vacation <laughs> kind of like what happens when you put out your like debut album go on tour you just gotta let it sink in yeah that's what i was thinking yeah you know what i mean if you guys hadn't already listened to it and this is our time to promote that episode <laughs> 107 the previous one under this one on your soundcloud stream or apple podcast or spotify podcast whatever we did an episode of Benny Gold. Fucking amazing. I still can't believe that. I really yeah, can't. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> what has been like the like the um, the reception so far, like from what you guys have gotten personally and just like what you guys have been hearing? Dude, so many uh, people just ask me how we did, <laughs> how we did how? it. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. And I, I, I don't even, it's, it's crazy to me still. I think we've gotten to the point where it's like people don't even say congratulations anymore. They just... They just react to your Instagram story. They're just like fire emoji. <laughs> no, like, fire emoji. Thumbs up emoji. Why do like, you think the first reaction when it comes... Because I got the same exact thing that you were saying, P, where it's just mm-hmm. like, how the hell did you get that to happen? Yeah. Like rather than a like, a like, it's like, how the hell did that happen? And then the next one is like, congratulations. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. why do you think that that first, that's the first inclination when it comes to people's like, like feedback? It's just like, how? I don't know. Do people maybe think he's like unreachable or something? <laughs> or do do they not give us enough credit for like the fact that we've been doing this for like it at could least be two both. years? I think it it's probably it's probably the second one. <laughs> I think so too. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, let, let me first off say this: there are a lot of new listeners on today's episode, and thank you guys for tuning in. We understand that um, this episode may not hold up to the standard of the one with Benny Gold, but we appreciate you clicking on the next episode. <laughs> but let us tell you this first. We've been doing this podcast for about two plus years, and we've I think we've covered a pretty large spectrum and a lot of ground when it comes to the world of streetwear and trying to uh, sort of uncover the history of streetwear, especially in San Francisco. Now, as Benny Gold said, and his word is is, is held true throughout that uh, the recent episode and onto this episode as well, is that we're the voice of the consumer. So we're not industry experts. Our, mm-hmm. our word is not considered gold unless you really, really like us and uh, <laughs> revere us for some odd reason. Uh, thank you thank you to our loyal uh, Chancers. That's what I'm calling our, our Stan fan group. <laughs> Chancers. Oh Chancers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that, that, that's who we are. We are consumers. We, we love and appreciate streetwear and, and fashion and really everything and anything else. That's kind of the first thing that Nate ever said in this podcast. That's like, that was our tagline. Um, but yeah, that that that's kind of who we are and, and, and where we stand, what we stand by. So, um, what I'm trying to get to is, uh, yeah, like we've been doing this shit, and so, <laughs> um, Ryan's saying we're underrated. Yeah, I th- I think I think I, I got a little chip on our shoulder because ever since ever since the Benny Gold episode, which shout out to Benny, he's been such a, a supportive dude. Over he's the past so chill. He's so cool. two two three weeks with like promoting it as well, and I think we Seriously. jumped up maybe like three hundred followers on Instagram within a week, which yeah, is no like way. insanity. And I think all the love from like people coming out of the woodworks of just like feedback on the episode and mm-hmm. the conversation, um, and, and I think that as as a as a collective and how we ran that shit, it was fucking good. Mm-hmm. So insert an applause there because I think we fucking deserve it. And uh, yeah, like if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. But what were your guys' like favorite aspects from it? Because I think we had a chance to like 
like download after the fact but i think it was yeah. more of a like can you believe that just happened rather than just like <laughs> what was your favorite part of the conversation oh, uh, that's hard because the whole yeah. thing i mean it flew it flew by fast it because it felt like we were so like i didn't feel like i was talking into a mic with him you know i mm-hmm. felt like we were literally just sitting with him and talking like a normal conversation was there anything that stood out? Because we had a lot of people that pulled out a lot of different quotables, which is mm. kind of interesting. And I, that was the first episode personally that I listened to about five or six times as, as like a fan, not yeah. even realizing that it was like that was us talking to yeah. him. And that was kind of surreal to me. But <laughs> there are a couple good gems in there that I thought really, really stood out. And one of the things that I think was really cool that he mentioned, and a lot of people will actually mention, was the idea of not taking up space. And if you're yeah. not doing anything to make an impact, then like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And I think that that was like the super bar of the entire episode. Um, I don't know. What you guys? What you guys think about that one in particular? That one was probably one of my favorites too. I remember him saying that, and we all looked at him and were like, like our eyes literally like lit up. Yeah. I thought that it's was like when you're saying it's like when your favorite like rapper just drops a bar and then you just like <laughs> run around your room and you're like oh shit like that was fire that's like me and eternal to take like for the past two days <laughs> like he said what oh my god but yeah I, I think like just in general like that that episode was was every everything that we wanted to try to advocate for in the past 100 plus episodes that we've done and benny seemed to summarize in one which i think obviously is a testament of his sort of professionalism in 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 the industry but Mm -hmm. yeah i think for for a lot of people that because they as creatives or people who needed that inspiration to start their first you know their first brand or or drop that t-shirt graphic that they were kind of unsure of and uh, i'll tell you this now uh, for those of you that are still unsure about your graphics, to take a couple, take a little bit more time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that as a as a as a quote unquote designer myself. But for the most part, yeah, I think I think that that was everything that we've ever tried to advocate for. Yeah. In in our previous episodes, so can't repeat this enough go listen to episode 107 um not like right now like don't stop this episode we still need the plays <laughs> but please go listen to episode 107 and, tell- and that's the end of this episode <laughs> all right you guys see you guys next episode yep uh but let's get into some streetwear stuff today because there's a lot that's been going on but i decided to pick out actually wait hold on a second what'd you guys do in the week that we had off did you guys do anything in particular like Anything special? Well, you guys know I moved. Yes. So. Closer, closer to me. I, I am Kinda closer, closer to Nate, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like the halfway you're, point. Nate, now you are literally the farthest. Mm, I'm like probably like 20 minutes away from you, and then I'm probably like another 30 from your place to Ryan's house. Yeah, we're not going to say where. <laughs> for the you sake guys can of figure it out. Privacy. Just <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think... Uh, yeah, you're you're like super close to us now, so I know. It's gonna be nice. Content, 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 content. <laughs> I know. Now we can actually meet up instead of doing this all the time. Sounds like your like your like little week break consisted <laughs> of a lot of like hard work and like labor. It did. It <laughs> and manual did. labor. Yeah. yeah, manual labor. I was fucking in LA just with my, kicking my feet up, doing nothing. Shout <laughs> I out to I wish I could have been there. I know. It would have been it would have been awesome to have everyone there. But shout mm-hmm. out to anybody that's listening that was that visited us out in Los Angeles for our first event. Um always nice to meet new people and kind of spread the word about what we're trying to do. But the best part about it was the shopping. Uh, in my personal opinion, now there's Ooh, two pick up, there's Ryan? two places that I had never been in LA for the multiple times that I I usually go down there, and the only past couple of times that I went down there was with Nate and uh, and our other friend. But for the most part, every time we go down there, there uh, there's like a handful of sorts that we go to visit. It's like the whole like Union Stussy area on La Brea. Mm-hmm. Round two, obviously, is is a great place to be at. Um, and there's no really need to go to Supreme anymore because we have one in San Francisco. But 
the place that I went to that was freaking amazing is Dover Street Market in Los oh, Angeles. I'm so jealous. The best store I've been to in a very, very long time. I'm so jealous. And I think it was just the anticipation of like knowing like, obviously it was a weekday, so it wasn't going to be crowded, but going in there knowing like, I, not even knowing what to expect because that's not mm-hmm. a store that gets like, or actually, yeah, Dover Streets in general aren't really like, there's not really like pictures of it because it changes all the time. So yeah, um, the exhibition does. Yeah, exactly. And like for a lot of you that don't know what a, what Dover Street Market is, it's kind of like your like department store for like high fashion and, and with like hints of streetwear a little bit more nowadays. Um, relatively exclusive product, but kind of like a curation of like current season stuff and like like activations, which is like really different for how these types of sh- how shops particularly um operate Mm kind of like your your like streetwear high fashion barney or like even more so (laughs) of like a barney's or like a macy's or something like that but like really well curated so um i went there for the first time it was awesome they had valet which is like super random but it's la so it's not surprising but when i went in there i saw two people and um I wish I would have talked to one of them, but the one person that I ran into first was Young Thug. What? Amazing. No way. Super fucking tall. What the Super heck? Super sick. Yeah. Obviously, he was there buying up the entire store. Um, wow. It took me a second to realize it was him, but I could tell by the hair <laughs> and how tall and like lanky he was. Was he in disguise? I mean, how could you all? not know it's him though? Like, I, it took me a second. It took me a quick second because it didn't. It doesn't look like Young Thug when you see him. But then when he was you probably like, trying to dress down so nobody would recognize him. Oh no, he had like eighty chains on, oh, no, and no, he no, had an entourage <laughs> with him too. And his entourage okay, was carrying like hella shit. <laughs> oh um, yeah, rappers don't dress down. Yeah, he had a he image had stick under hold, the dress for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big like bulge, and uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, but no, I'm just kidding. But uh, so that was one person that I ran into. But the other person that I ran into, his name, and for for those of you that know, know his name is Easy. I don't want to. I, I don't want to butcher it because it's really hard to say. <laughs> Otabor. How about that? Otabor. Easy Otabor. Oh, oh, I've seen, I've seen that around. For anybody that doesn't know, he used to be uh, like the the buyer for RSVP Gallery in Chicago. Uh, he's worked with someone who we're going to talk about a lot in this episode, Travis Scott. Um, kind of like your renaissance man for working with Nike, Adidas, and, and everyone that you're that is anything cool. Um, but like I saw him there and he was just like walking around just looking at everything. And I was like, holy you shit. You didn't say like, hi? I was scared, man. Like, I, I, <laughs> first of all, I didn't know how to pronounce his name. So I didn't know if it was like easy, like like the way it's spelled or like some uh-huh. some other way. Um, so I was definitely nervous, but Aww. it was it was really interesting to to be in that store on a weekday because most people uh, in LA obviously probably have a nine to five job. But if any if if you're if you're out at that time, you're probably famous, an influencer, or some sort of freelancer that's also famous. So <laughs> when I was in there and I was looking at everybody, and they were all like dressed amazing with like shoes that i'd never seen before and even like some like sample shit that i was just like holy fuck how do they get that so i was probably in the store with like nike execs adidas execs and fucking like famous people and 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 everybody you can imagine so uh, amazing store uh noah is is a really awesome activation in that Mm. store and they actually told me that they're opening a noah store in (gasps) los angeles as well no way which is what? pretty awesome that shout is out so to cool. oh god i forgot her name but shout out to you if you happen to listen to this episode <laughs> um but yeah there's something about that store that's that's like insane have you guys ever been to any dover street market in general i have like years and years ago like, which one um it was one in china what? This wasn't like this wasn't like 2000 maybe 11 10 or something like that that's when i got my first pair of cdgs was it they, they they built Singapore like like three years ago? That wasn't that one, right? Oh, you said no, China. it wasn't Singapore. Oh. Yeah, I was in China. I'm pretty sure I was in. I think I was in Beijing. I want to oh, say. Oh shit! I didn't even know they had one in Beijing. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? I ran it wasn't into like it and I was like, oh my god, Dover Street. Like no, you know how like they have literally the fake says Supreme like Dover Street stores? Market. Like, <laughs> wow. 
Wow, insane. Yeah, and I was just walking around because it was like next to like Barney's and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, New York is cool. I, me and Nate went to that one. I that haven't was been to awesome. that one. They had like a cactus plant flea market activation, which was super sick. Oh my sick. gosh. That was tight, yeah. That seems really cool. That was super yeah. cool. They had like given you like 3D glasses to like look at the activation what? with your with your purchase. And I was just like, well, this is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be like some like crazy. trippy like shrooms inspired shit or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It huh. was that was super sick. I've been to Ginza, the the one in Japan in Ginza. That one's super awesome. Insert flex button here. <laughs> Way crazier than all the stores combined. It's oh, like sure. super exclusive shit that doesn't come out for like months. Um, <laughs> flex, uh, of course. But yeah, a, an amazing experience. If you haven't gone to Dover Street, wherever you, you're from, and you go visit any of these uh, cities or countries, please go there. Make that like yeah. your first destination. For sure, I I, th- I would say that's like probably one of my favorite stores to visit. Like yeah. the service is always exceptional when I go. A one. It's like going into an art gallery. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but, but like with less like annoying like pretentious people yes i think they're very like about i think they have to represent the particular brand that they're like kind of working for Mm -hmm. so like there there are people that work for noah that work in the noah booth and -hmm. people that work for brain dead in the brain dead booth so Mm -hmm. they're like they are very particular about you know you know how they treat people and stuff like that so it's all it's it's a very like nate said the customer service is amazing Mm -hmm. um let me tell you about a story that that kind of got on my nerves what was actually really cool at the end is bodega for the first time i went to that one in in los angeles hmm. that is a bitch to find it's <laughs> it fucking sucks like it took like after i went to the google map destination it took me about 30 minutes to find it from the actual destination um was it like tucked somewhere it was super tucked because the address that they put on their instagram is not the address of the store so the whole idea is to confuse you so like it was like um in this uh this place where they do like wholesale vegetable groceries and stuff like that kind of like a big flea market yeah and so i first like i drove in there i look around nothing because the whole idea around bodega is it's 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 hidden in plain sight that's like their mm-hmm. their their phrase mm-hmm. it's hidden behind a physical bodega stand um if you're not from new york then i don't know if you would really know what that word means but <laughs> basically your modern day liquor store right mm-hmm. and so everything is kind of hidden behind it it's supposed to take on this like um magical entryway but when i went there in la the destination that was you know written in their whatever their bio was wrong and so I went to that destination and had to ask them and they're like, oh, it's, it's actually like two blocks down. Like it's over there. Like I'm sure they got that question a lot because that's the address yeah. that they put up. So that's kind of fucked up. But after going in there, it's like a three story like what? wonder world of like different nooks and like crazy setups it's it's an amazing fucking store and and to see it like in this tucked away location and for it to be like packed with people really it says was a packed? lot yeah and it Damn. was just like this was a friday but it was still it's still amazing to see people actually physically shopping yeah i think that in los angeles it's more of a thing than than san francisco um mm-hmm. new york even more so because you don't really have to drive in new york but the fact that there was that many people in that store at that that moment in time is amazing and that that is that type of stuff is what makes me continue to search out and take the time to go to these like brick and mortar stores because like they're fucking amazing like it's it's like it's exactly the opposite of well technically it's the opposite of online shopping but everything (laughs) you miss from that even though you can get stuff for cheaper all that other stuff like i will pay full price for something in store if I can still retain that experience and that feeling that mm-hmm. I've always loved when going into these stores, like that's a good fucking store. Mm-hmm. So anybody going down to LA, go to Bodega in Dover Street. Now enough about my trip because uh, <laughs> the, the latter half was much of a blur. 
I want to talk about more general streetwear stuff because there was a release that I want to talk about real quick because of how unique it is. And it's like an entire culmination of everything that's been happening in this uh, this industry in the past year. Because there's two things that have become super synonymous with hype within the past, I'd say, six to eight months. And that is Travis Scott <laughs> and dunks <laughs> the two of those put together have combined into the biggest hype machine of current 2020 i'd say since mm -hmm. 2020 has started how do you guys feel about dunks we'll start with dunks first but how do you guys feel about the sudden return of dunks i like uh, dunks yeah welcome i on. do yeah I, I i like how they look i mean they look like they're comfy i've never owned a pair i don't know how they would look on my feet I don't, I don't know if the shape would fit me but i like them on other people like dunk sbs and dunk in general you've never owned a pair i'm I, i've owned i've owned not sbs i've owned i've owned other dunks before but i'm specifically looking at sbs and i just i don't know how sbs would look on my feet but i i do like them i think it's a classic like style yeah for sure definitely are you are you guys like a fan of like the fat tongue like the padded tongue Ooh. see i'm i i don't know but like growing up in like middle school like people would wear like oasis and shit like that and those are all like fat tongues <laughs> that <laughs> do is you a know what i mean <laughs> it like it, <laughs> it is but i mean it was a thing like everybody was wearing it at one point the aesthetic of today fits very well with fat tongues like yeah. when it was like skinny pants and like shit leather leather pants that during the Kanye thing nobody, <laughs> no, nobody nobody was wearing SB Dunks at the time unless you were still dressing like you were in 2007 like streetwear days with like rubber band tied pants and like shit like that like you weren't truly enjoying the aesthetic of what SB Dunks had to offer but because everyone has like the the slightly baggier one size up maybe cargo yeah. fitted mm -hmm. um especially with like track pants and all that stuff being like more wide-legged mm -hmm. that aesthetic fits very well with like SB Dunks so they don't look yeah. as crazy as they used to when it's like just uh full size run uses the term uh, tongue fucking um when it's like you put the jeans behind your tongue and it kind of like oh. poofs out Ooh, um, that's gross yeah super yeah, no, super terrible um but i think for the most part in combination with the sb dunks things like jordan ones and dunk highs all kind of being synonymous with being like the new silhouette or the the silhouette of like mm -hmm. 2020 mm -hmm. um but travis scott this travis scott ones in particular like Let's let's start off with the first initial reactions. How do they look to you? I like them. I like the sort of like crazy paisley pattern mixed with like the colors too. Like not super loud like some SBs we've seen in the past. Mm -hmm. But yep. I think uh, like the color palette and the patterns are still relatively wearable. Um, yeah. And then I think like if you scratch away like the paisley pattern or if you beat them up enough, it has like a like a different pattern underneath mm -hmm. like a it's was almost it like, like a submerged like kind of yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah it is it mm -hmm. is like that um mm -hmm. kind of like that elephant print almost yeah 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 that's tight i like that yeah that's a cool concept yeah aesthetically aesthetically they're they're nice it's very travis scott shoes are always very wearable um i think color color combination all that stuff the only one that i'm opposed to is like the blue jordan fours he put out only because really they, i kind of like those i kind of like those <laughs> the blue is a little much like it doesn't really fit with the the full range of travis scott shoes that have come out um yeah. it is know. the one that's a little bit more like yeah left yeah maybe i think that was before but i no. don't hate those either yeah 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 i hate them but i i <laughs> <laughs> But but I think his shoes are always very wearable because he is like one of the hottest artists out right now. It's obviously going to sell. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the comments about artists like, and this is just me saying it. So if those rappers are, are listening, don't get mad at me. But this is what <laughs> I've heard. Rappers like Travis Scott, rappers like Offset, shit, even maybe Drake. Becoming sneakerheads through money 
rather than kind of like playing that role in the past. You know what I mean? Like newfound sneakerheads kind of acting as if mm-hmm. like they have kind of been in this mm-hmm. game or kind of know uh, mm-hmm. how to do whatever, whatever it is that sneakerheads do. I don't know. I think the best example of that is not even a rapper. Um, it's like, have you guys seen Kylie starting to rock SBs? Like, yeah. From the early yeah. 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I think that's... That's kind of crazy because from you know, at least Travis from the, put her on. Yeah, but from like the outside looking in, it's like, yeah. was Kylie ever a sneakerhead, or is she just doing it because she's worth like a billion dollars and a good point. she can do whatever she wants? You know, definitely the second option. Yeah, shout out to Fran Alations. That's the kid who with like the crazy ass sneaker collection. Uh, he's the only size that fits her, so he's she she's been buying from him. So shout out no to that. No way. <laughs> that's really that his that's, full-time that's the, job. Is that the Sandal Boys guy? Yeah, the sand, ex-Sandal Boys oh, guy. No shout way. out to Sandal Boys. But, but yeah, like, I definitely have seen, like, the crazy inspiration or the crazy, like, sort of transformation that, like, people like her and obviously her circle have gravitated towards, um, especially when it comes to, like, the SB scene or just, like, sneakerhead culture in general, mm. which is kind of crazy. Um but yeah, like I, I still find that to be slightly odd to obviously if you have the money, you can buy whatever the fuck you want. But I mm-hmm. think that true appreciation and true like true sneakerheads like eat with money. You, you you can you can tell that they know what it is that they're buying. Like a good example is like, have you ever seen like Lil Yachty's footwear collection? That is like insane like the type of the type of stuff that he buys is like stuff that when you think about it you're like nobody is even looking for something like that it'll be like a 2004 brown nike air force one like just brown leather and i'm just like why are you looking for that (laughs) what is going on in your head for you to think that far back to be like i want this shit colored leather air force one if i had money i would do that too yeah but i appreciate that though you know like people who like yeah people who didn't come from money and now that they're successful yeah they're sort of like reliving their past and in a way yeah by doing that you know and you can tell like i think little little yachty is a good example because like i was looking at his grailed like little sale thing yeah. the other day, and i was like yo you have some like shit here that no one was <laughs> like no one would even pick up exactly. at a store like no one would even touch and i'm like like that's that's tight how he sort of it's his style. Yeah, like yeah. he likes what he likes, even yeah. if it's just like a pair of brown leather Air Force Ones from like yeah. 2004. Like that's tight. It's so sick and so obscure that it makes it like really, really cool. Yeah. In like or, a weird, yeah. weird way. But <laughs> but okay, let's go back to um, the Travis Scott SB Dunk in particular. So it's actually really funny how they did the release. They released it at, at very limited skate shops only, not kind of like your typical boutique release. Um and in a in a really really creative way a lot of these skate shops decided to do things really different uh and how they released the shoe and i kind of liked it it was actually really sick i saw a video of a skate shop um somebody called in to to sign up for a raffle and they asked the kid to sing a song to sign up oh my goodness. for the raffle and you know you know how skaters if you've ever gone into a skate shop and never felt like like these dudes are dicks like that Judging vibe you. like then then, then then you've never been into a real skate shop and mm-hmm. zoomies doesn't count so <laughs> when it comes to like how they were gonna do things because if you really think about it right these types of releases only come like once in a like once in a blue moon and so when you when you get them you really got to think like okay this could pay rent for about a year <laughs> if I were to like backdoor them and sell them at like a flight club or whatever, um, which I'm sure some did. I don't know who specifically, but I'm sure they did. Um, or they can find other purposes for, for making the money back into how they're going to release the shoe. So our local uh, skateboard retailer and skate shop, uh, 510 Skate Shop, they decided just to... Ask if they got yeah, they they released them last week, and what they did is, shout out to Five and Owen Berkeley. What they did is they had people you had to physically come in the store 
and buy a raffle ticket. And I think the raffle tickets were $20 and the max you could buy was like three. And all that money went into building like a new skate park for like a foundation. Oh, that's adorable. Super sick. And I, and even if you look at like the Travis Scott commercial, like he's like skating in them, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole idea is like people are fucking these up. They're skating mm-hmm. in them. Um, how do you feel about... Know. Well, go ahead. He, I don't know, man. I saw like one of his little Instagram posts and he was, I don't know, he was mall gripping that board pretty hard. Okay, yeah. He, he, okay, I'm not, I, when I say he was skating in them, I'm going to use that term very loosely. He could have just been standing on the board. Somebody could have pushed him, whatever. I don't technically mean that he was like actually skating. But I think when he latches on to like, whether it's like the Nike SB riders or even some of like the famous skater dudes that are based out of LA and kind of having them in the commercial as well, I thought was a, was a, a good look. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, it didn't capture the same vibe that like Supreme does with their skate shit. But the way that they did it was still like, oh shit, like, okay, this is still a shoe that's supposed to be technically skated in which he tried to keep it as authentic yeah i think it was still travis scott so yeah and it wasn't too far off like it didn't feel like it was very contrived which Mm -hmm. i thought was really impressive Mm -hmm. amongst yeah i think yeah i think we see a lot of collaborations that we talk a lot of shit about but um i don't know even for travis scott and him not being I don't imagine like the best skater out there. Mm-hmm. I think his appreciation for skateboarding and like skateboarding culture, I think speaks through his like collaboration with Nike SB, you know? Yeah. And the way, like you said, the way he went about it, sort of taking the approach of sort of like a nineties, like early two thousands, mm-hmm. like campaign, like a, like a, he did that video with uh What's this photographer's name? Ray's Corrupted Mind. Yeah. Ray. Mm-hmm. Like that was tight. And then um, just like all the ads and stuff and just sort of paying homage to like that whole scene. And even if he's not necessarily a direct part, directly a part of it, he still shows love to them, which I think is like super important for a, uh, for a collaboration. You know? For sure. Yeah. Definitely. He's trying to like really become like i feel like he's really trying to get into it so that he can make the shoe what it's supposed to be and not just be like this is a rapper designer shoe with nike yeah a mutual appreciation and i'm sure like when he's like going into like design meetings he's like trying to understand like okay like this is a skate shoe let's put elements in this that will look cooler when you skate in them you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i'm sure if that wasn't him then i'm applauding whoever it is that came up with that idea but i'm just gonna give the credit to him and and say that that was his idea (laughs) but let's move on to obviously our favorite person to talk about not that travis scott is someone that we don't like to talk about (laughs) let's talk about virgil real quick um but first and foremost nigo louis vuitton first impressions oh my god i just saw that what do you think I love Nigo, so, like, I just love him as a person. Okay, but what about the collection? <laughs> Go ahead and shit on the collection. I know that's what you're about to say. Those bags look like they got shitted on with that drippy effect on it. So I you like tell me how you feel effect. about it. I like the drippy effect. It's, it's very, I mean, it's very Japanese from what I remember, like, like Rei Kawakubo, Yoji Yamamoto type of stuff. So I like it, and I like Nijo, so... He's cool. So I actually saw something that actually was someone who did a side-by-side comparison of a design that they had made with that same like effect on a duffel bag, like the dripping effect, and then side-by-side with the Virgil Nigo one. Virgil again is being accused. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's always being accused. Of ripping someone's design. <laughs> who is it? I don't know that person's name. I literally just saw it on Twitter like a couple of minutes ago. But aside from that, you guys remember, and it's something that I I was glad that we didn't cover because it leads up to this point, but essentially a headline came out that Virgil had said that streetwear is dead. You guys remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. So essentially now he's kind of like breaking out of like what that statement particularly meant which is Mm. kind of like this cyclical effect that streetwear tends to have new brands come the og brands go um 
how do you guys feel about this sort of like well i don't i don't know it's it, it's kind of like common sense to see it through the lens of like this cyclical rotation when we're now talking about sb dunks again how do you guys mm-hmm. feel about just how that's been especially with like nego coming into the picture and kind of how virgil sort of like using him to em- empower louis vuitton at this point uh i think i think it's a good move on virgil's part as far as the collection goes it was it was okay to me there are definitely a couple pieces that i did like more so like the uh the suiting and more of the sort of i don't know the low-key pieces but i think it's just it's good on virgil's part because with Nigo holding so much weight in the streetwear game, obviously mm-hmm. being one of like its forefathers, like it just further cements Louis Vuitton as a brand that's trying to do what streetwear has been doing, mm. mm-hmm. um, which I think in a commercial sense is great, but I think the execution was, it, it's very Louis Vuitton for sure, but I don't think it's something that's necessarily for a lot of people. Um, oh, no, for sure not. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just coming at it from my perspective and what I like, but the whole monogram stuff and, like, the overly branded stuff is, I don't know. I'm just kind of over it. Like, it had its moment, and I feel like it it came and went. But, but that's very Louis Vuitton. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah it, sure. it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I can't get behind designers that, like, all they do is just throw like their signature pattern on it or throw their signature monogram on it and just call it a day. And well, yeah, we did a good job. That was good. That was a good design. <laughs> like, fuck it. It's Nigo, right? Like, you know, <laughs> I got to give a little bit more credit to Nigo at this point, only because like his involvement with the brands that he works with now, uh, the human made uh, shit that's probably behind the scenes at some of you, some of the up and coming brands as well but i get i get your point like where's the involvement in this one that really says like okay nigo went ham on this Mm -hmm. thing um but i think it's just very mature and i think that's kind of the aesthetic that that both of them try to bring out of this particular collection obviously virgil he he could have just it could have just been a Nego thing and it mm-hmm. would have been just as good, but I don't know what Virgil's incorporation into this was, uh, <laughs> except for the, the quotation marks about around both of their names. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know how I feel about it only because like, this is not something that I would particularly buy, even though what, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Jack, the puffer jacket looks like it, it was like a uh, human made jacket. Um, but I mean, that's what that's what's in right now. Like it's it's this gaudy shit. It's this uh, all over print shit, um, and they fucking have like the girls don't cry like font in the Louis Vuitton parrot. Like it's just a lot. It's, <laughs> it's just a lot. Like it's just it's everything. Just everything your modern day like a person with money, obviously, but like streetwear AKA high, not us yeah yeah <laughs> that's why we're hating but like your, your high fashion uh consumer would purchase especially all the bags and, and the, the the ready-made sh- shirts and shit like that um but yeah it, it, it's just one of those things that just kind of like eh cool <laughs> yeah like i'm not gonna lose sleep over it i don't think yeah but but to his point though when he talks about like this like life cycle of streetwear i appreciate bringing nigo back to do something Mm -hmm. like this because if you think about all the great collaborations that louis vuitton has done one of the best ones being uh takashi murakami um that is probably one of the like the highly sought out after Mm -hmm. bags that even today people will look to find Mm -hmm. even more so than the current stuff um, so he understands that even though, you know, some of the OGs and some of the legends of, of the streetwear industry, that maybe they might may not be as present as before. Maybe the brands that they have created are no longer exist, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a time and place for them in the present day. So I appreciate him bringing them back. Um, but, you know, 
yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to say i I love you nigo that's it that's it that's That's what i'm saying i just i just love you nigo when does it come out i don't know uh it says it was announced the the partnership was announced in december uh unveiled today but no indication of when yeah it's going to be coming out oh okay that curry up now kind of like tie looking things kind of fire though not gonna lie (laughs) oh no it has the human made duck on it that's sick oh that's cool okay then then that's definitely bringing the cues of, of who nigo is today i've actually been listening to a lot of interviews um with Hiroshi Fujiwara recently. Mm. Um, I had a lot of time, obviously in the last week, to re-listen to a lot of Business of Hype interviews. Um, I'll go ahead and say it, go ahead and listen to Business of Hype. Um, (laughs) They're the opposite of what we do (laughs) because they are, as Benny Gold said, industry base, or uh, inside baseball. Um, So that's a good aspect to to listen to also. But I've been listening to a lot of um, Hiroshi Fujiwara interviews and there's something about fuck you money <laughs> that is really really interesting when it comes to like the streetwear industry like i feel like when you get to that point where it's like your na- anything you touch in the industry turns to gold you can literally do whatever the hell you want mm-hmm. like i got that from from benny as well like he can do whatever he wants in this industry he could draw whatever logo he can do and it in 10 out of 10 times it's going to be good Mm -hmm. which is insane yeah i mean yeah i i agree like he's definitely he definitely has done some like understated stuff which i appreciate um i don't know it's sort of a double-edged sword though because stuff that's understated can either be seen as like a you know like what's the point like you just change something very minimally so would you even consider this to be good that's Um, not to say that they haven't done bad collaborations like the whole fragment design and like pikachu like when when the uh pokemon game was like becoming big like that's not to say like that was kind of trash like personally (laughs) maybe that wasn't something i was into but that i Mm -hmm. mean that was kind of trash um we didn't talk to Benny about a lot of collaborations, but I don't think, I mean, I have favorite ones, but I don't, I don't know any that were like, and how, how we, I kind of said it to him was like, I don't remember any like off brand things. Like everything seemed yeah. to be a part of his lifestyle, like pretty truly. So unless Hiroshi plays Pokemon on a day to day basis, then I don't know if that's <laughs> authentic to him. But um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting and kind of like, especially having more time to kind of listen to the the narratives of some of the uh the legends in the industry it's weird to see their perspective on what is currently happening today Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that he's talk he talks about is that you know it almost was is in the same sentiment as as virgil and this is why i'm saying it is that yeah this shit is this shit's done like he literally looks at this shit is like, nah, this, this shit's done. Like don't start a brand. There's too many, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like that, likes, um, that kind of stern Japanese, like attitude, just like, no, don't do it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I thought it was, is interesting. Um, and just had more time this past week to like actually read interviews. Like Hypebeast magazine is every article was on, is online. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever have you read any of those? Yeah, for few, sure. Yeah, like those those are so good, and, and they have every issue of it on the hypebeast hypebeast website. Like, I don't even remember the last time I like actually read an article online, like the full like throughout like the entire article. Like, I haven't done that in a very long time. So, damn, that's been a good one. Yeah, I'm going back to talking about myself because I had a lot of time the past <laughs> week <laughs> to like catch up on on shit. <laughs> And and also do a lot of shopping, but before I want to <laughs> before we end this episode, um, can we talk about like one I mean, one thing that we c- kind of kept pretty consistent was can we talk about like brands that we're like currently into right now? Ooh, okay, that's okay, that's tough. I honestly haven't gone shopping in a while, but I really want to. <laughs> do you have any anything that's kind of like uh, like top of mind, like kind of <clears throat> like really killing it, like in this present moment? 
Um, what have I seen? I'm trying to think what I've seen lately that I'm like. You know, you me. bought something recently, P. I I just moved, Ryan. <laughs> that doesn't mean you haven't bought anything. <laughs> She's trying so hard not to flex right now. No, I'm she's like sweating and turning red, like trying to hold it in. <laughs> Gosh, I know I definitely want a new pair of shoes. I just don't know what. I haven't bought a pair of sneakers in hell long, and I do want a pair of sneakers. What about you? Ryan? Help me out. You Help feeling? me out. Me personally, yeah. Uh, so obviously, with a lot of free time, is a lot of uh, surfing the internet and just kind of like rediscovering <laughs> brands. But one of the and th- this was a, a a brand that I discovered uh, fairly recently, but then had a chance to see in person, which can make or break a brand when you actually get to touch the quality of the articles yeah. of clothing. But Better Gift Shop is a really cool up-and-coming brand. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I They're love, out of Toronto, right? I, th- I believe so. They're almost like their own individual like boutique store that sells other brands, um, which is kind of like how a lot of storefronts are nowadays. But the quality of their shit is really good, and I'm mm. always such a huge fan of the Colette palette which is like blue and mm-hmm. white, white and blue, white and gray, white and blue, whatever. I love that shit. I think it looks good and with good fonts and good quality, like clothing, like you, you can't beat it. Um, and that is to say like uh, that say in the same vein, a brand like cherry Los Angeles is super mm-hmm. fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Um, the quality of their stuff is, is amazing. And just kind of like seeing it in person really sells it. Um, and best believe I'm making uh, a purchase of that fairly shortly. <laughs> Did you Using buy anything after when pay. you were down in LA? Like? Oh, Noah, for sure. They just dropped those new crewnecks that are like that Canadian like heavy fleece, which are fucking amazing. Shout out to Noah, man. That is yeah. that is that is always a good consistent brand. But I think they're turning into J Crew, but that's for another episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd say I was just about to say, like, Noah's probably one of my top brands right now. Like I I love Noah. I've always loved Noah. For for, for that reason. For and everything too. Yeah, for that reason that you just said, Ryan. I think like I don't know, for me I'm sort of like moving back to my roots. I mean, I've always dressed in a way that's like not super streetwear heavy, but kind of mixing mm-hmm. it in with like, I guess if you want to like distill it down in into like J Crew esque, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, wear, say, yeah. And for those of you that don't know, like um, Nate ha- does have Benjamin Button disease, and I think he is growing <laughs> older <laughs> as time moves. Right? No, no, actually, it's rever- Actually, no, it's just he's he dressed like an old man, so he's kind of <laughs> like in the the young B- Benjamin Button phase right now. But yeah, you've always had like a a more mature form of dressing, I'd say. So that's kind of the aesthetic. That's why I think Noah fits very well. Oh, but yeah, that makes sense. I I just copped a hat from them for like. I think i paid like almost 80 dollars out the door Jesus. including like shipping and tax like a and fedora even, no like a it's just like a six it's like a six, oh, panel, six panel just like the the logo six panel and i was like i need this and then i waited <laughs> until like the morning it dropped and then it didn't even sell out and i was like well i feel dumb but why <laughs> why does that okay can we all like talk about this real quick if if you have this expectation to buy a product with the intention of it potentially selling out and it doesn't sell out, do you almost regret your purchase? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my god! Definitely. <laughs> I like that. But too, Nate's trying to do it for clout. But wow, they did they did send me free incense and a free incense holder, so I nice. will be keeping my purchase. Oh, nice. That was well okay. worth the eighty dollars. Yeah, for well sure. Worth the eighty dollars. <laughs> what about you, P? Any any brands that stick out right now? All of Stissy's new stuff is really good. That's I true. Think so, in, yeah, their new opinion. season has been yeah. really good. Especially just, like I mean, I'm looking at women's stuff right now. I haven't looked at any of the guys' stuff. Bro, you guys have bo- like. you guys have been shopping this entire time we've been recording. I know you have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm on Essence right now. I'm like looking at shit. Cause I'm looking at shit right now. Too. Essence has one of the best sales, I will say that. Like their whole store damn near goes on sale. Yeah, but I hate it's how they so just cool. wait 
they wait like Once three months <laughs> until after the sale starts to drop it to 70 that's how like cheap i, I am i know yeah you have to but the thing <sighs> is is like it, it could possibly sell out so that's yeah. why i'm like okay just give me a 10 percent more discount like i'll <laughs> wait like three more weeks for it <laughs> but then somebody could have already bought it so then true it's gone yeah that's what that's true but yes yeah, juicy stuff is good yeah the season, only th- okay this is my only gripe before we end today's episode but only gripe about it is the stuff that i that i look for more would have to happen like which is like the um just like some of the basics the quality is not up to par with what it is that i'm paying for for the price especially that's for, true for stussy like depends on what you get really exactly cut and so huge yeah. exception but if i'm buying a sweatshirt for a hundred plus mm-hmm. and it's not like canadian fleece quality like a heavier quality or like at least a more durable quality i'm sorry but it's a pass for me (laughs) (laughs) like i'll I'll, she's ryan's bougie like i'll pay a hundred dollars like i'll pay a hundred dollars for like a like a stray rats a hundred dollar hoodie like it's on a champion reverse weave Mm -hmm. that's better quality than some of the the stussy sweatshirts that i'm coming across nowadays Mm -hmm. and if it's not at a stussy outlet it's not for me (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry I gotta save money somewhere you know oh my goodness update from the from the the first episode we recorded for like season three i still don't have a job so we're still <laughs> we're still there <laughs> still bargain still still, still bargaining but yeah uh <laughs> i think that's where i want to end today's episode because i want to shop some more um me too no i'm shopping hurry up end it or just do yeah just say goodbye let's go if you're listening and it's tuesday morning which is when this episode comes out i hope you guys uh got lucky with the sakai's if not send us a dm of the l that you got on sneakers app and everywhere else you raffled be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. I forgot to mention this in the damn Benny Gold episode, especially <laughs> with everyone that listened. Shout out to the 2,000 people that listened to that episode. That's, That's fucking insane. Makes me more nervous. But actually, like, <laughs> I, we actually started on time with this episode, which I'm hyped about. But please follow us at No Chance Radio. We are everywhere you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, if you happen to have a really dingy android that we have android podcasts are on there too we post the videos on youtube um sorry i'm just kind of like i'm rambling because this this guyaki got me going man (laughs) shout out to the good people at guyaki you guys really know how to bring the energy to us for these late night episodes this shit is crazy i'm gonna go run a marathon right after i hang up But on that note, man, thank you guys for listening. Whether you're new or old, thank you guys for listening to the NCR show, and we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Later.